Good morning, and welcome to Simply AI. It's Saturday, March 2nd. On today's show, a new AI paper from Harvard introduces Q-probing, a new frontier in machine learning for adapting pre-trained language models. Plus, a new AI model could streamline operations in a robotic warehouse. And a smart glove teaches new physical skills. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply AI. We start off with a look at a challenge in the field of AI, adapting general-purpose language models to specific tasks without extensive retraining or additional data. Traditional methods can be computationally expensive and data-intensive, creating a barrier for applications with limited resources or those requiring rapid deployment across various tasks. However, researchers from Harvard University have introduced a novel method called QProbe, which aims to efficiently adapt pre-trained language models to maximize task-specific rewards. Here to discuss this further is Bella, a correspondent for Simply AI. Yes, David. QProbe employs a simple linear function within the model's embedding space to reweight candidate completions. It aims for a balance between the depth of fine-tuning and the simplicity of prompting. This method significantly reduces computational overhead while retaining the model's adaptability to various tasks. Can you explain how QProbe operates? Certainly. QProbe operates by applying a form of rejection sampling to the language model's outputs. It uses a linear probe to assess and prioritize completions based on their projected utility. Reward modeling or direct policy learning objectives based on importance-weighted policy gradients can be used to train the Q-probes. At inference, it is used to generate samples through rejection sampling. It predicts a value for each embedding, determining the logits for a softmax distribution used to sample the chosen completion. And how has this method performed in practical applications? Q-probe has shown promising results, especially in domains such as code generation. It has the potential to surpass traditional fine-tuning methods in accuracy and efficiency. It outperforms methods like PPO and DPO while performing on par with KTO when evaluated on human preference data. The process achieves a high win rate compared to the winning completion in the data for each prompt, as judged by GPT-4. The win rate increases with the number of samples generated during inference. So what does this mean for the future of language model adaptation? QProbe represents a significant advancement in the field of language model adaptation. It provides an efficient and effective means of tailoring general-purpose models to specific tasks. By bridging the gap between extensive fine-tuning and simple prompting, it opens new avenues for applying language models across a wider range of domains, enhancing their utility and accessibility. That's certainly a development to watch. Thanks for that report, Bella. Speaking of developments, Robotic warehouses are becoming increasingly common in industries ranging from e-commerce to automotive production. However, managing hundreds of robots efficiently and preventing collisions is a complex task. A group of MIT researchers have developed a deep learning model to tackle this problem, drawing on their experience in using AI to mitigate traffic congestion. Here to delve into this is our correspondent, Celeste. Can you tell us more about this deep learning model and how it works? Certainly, David. 
The researchers at MIT have developed a deep learning model that encodes important information about the warehouse, including the robots, planned paths, tasks, and obstacles. It uses this information to predict the best areas of the warehouse to decongest to improve overall efficiency. The technique divides the warehouse robots into groups, allowing these smaller groups of robots to be decongested faster with traditional algorithms used to coordinate robots. Their method decongests the robots nearly four times faster than a strong random search method. That's impressive, but how does this model manage to handle such a complex task? The model is designed to consider smaller groups of robots at the same time. For instance, in a warehouse with 800 robots, the network might divide the warehouse floor into smaller groups that contain 40 robots each. It then predicts which group has the most potential to improve the overall solution if a search-based solver were used to coordinate trajectories of robots in that group. This process is iterative, with the algorithm picking the most promising robot group with the neural network, decongesting the group with the search-based solver, then picking the next most promising group with the neural network, and so on. So it's all about breaking down the problem into manageable chunks. But how does the model determine the relationships between individual robots? The neural network is capable of capturing complicated relationships that exist between individual robots. For example, even though one robot may be far away from another initially, their paths could still cross during their trips. The model also streamlines computation by encoding constraints only once, rather than repeating the process for each subproblem. This efficient approach allows the model to reason about all robots once across all groups in each iteration. And how effective has this approach been in practice? The researchers tested their technique in several simulated environments, including some set up like warehouses, some with random obstacles, and even maze-like settings that emulate building interiors. Their learning-based approach decongests the warehouse up to four times faster than strong, non-learning-based approaches. Even when they factored in the additional computational overhead of running the neural network, their approach still solved the problem 3.5 times faster. That's quite an achievement. What are the future plans for this research? The researchers aim to derive simple, rule-based insights from their neural model in the future. The decisions of the neural network can be opaque and difficult to interpret, so simpler, rule-based methods could be easier to implement and maintain in actual robotic warehouse settings. This approach could also be used in other complex planning tasks, like computer chip design or pipe routing in large buildings. That was Simply AI, reporter Celeste, providing us with some fascinating insights. Speaking of advancements in AI, let's shift our focus to a recent development from MIT's Computer Science and Artificial Intelligence Laboratory, or CSAL. They have developed an embroidered smart glove that can capture, reproduce, and relay touch-based instructions. This could potentially help teach people physical skills, improve responsive robot teleoperation, and assist with training in virtual reality. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply AI. Can you tell us more about this smart glove and how it works? Certainly, David. The researchers used a digital embroidery machine to seamlessly embed tactile sensors and haptic actuators into textiles. These actuators provide touch-based feedback, similar to the slight vibration you feel when you press down on a smartphone app. 
The smart glove can send feedback to different parts of your hand to indicate optimal motions to execute different skills. So how does this technology help in learning new skills? The smart glove can be used to teach users how to play the piano, for example. An expert can record a simple tune over a section of keys, using the smart glove to capture the sequence by which they press their fingers to the keyboard. Then, a machine learning agent converts that sequence into haptic feedback, which is then fed into the student's gloves to follow as instructions. The system optimizes these directions for each user, accounting for the subjective nature of touch interactions. That's fascinating. How is the glove customized to fit the user's hand? The wearable system is customized to fit the specifications of a user's hand via a digital fabrication method. A computer produces a cutout based on individual's hand measurements, then an embroidery machine stitches the sensors and haptics in. Within 10 minutes, the soft, fabric-based wearable is ready to wear. Its adaptive machine learning model only needs 15 seconds of new user data to personalize feedback. And how does this technology apply beyond teaching piano? The technology has a wide range of applications. In robotic teleoperation, the gloves can transfer force sensations to robotic arms, helping them complete more delicate grasping tasks. In virtual reality, wearing smart gloves would add tactile sensations to digital environments in video games, where gamers could feel around their surroundings to avoid obstacles. It could also provide a more personalized and touch-based experience in virtual training courses used by surgeons, firefighters, and pilots. What are the future plans for this technology? The researchers believe they could extend their wearable technology beyond fingers. With stronger haptic feedback, the interfaces could guide feet, hips, and other body parts less sensitive than hands. They also plan to develop a more complex artificial intelligence agent that could assist with more involved tasks, like manipulating clay or driving an airplane. Thanks for your insights, Michael. Now let's shift our focus to Google, which recently apologized for the flawed rollout of its new AI image generator, acknowledging that the tool sometimes overcompensates in its quest for diversity, even when it doesn't make sense. This comes after Google temporarily halted its Gemini chatbot from generating any images with people in them, following a social media outcry accusing the tool of anti-white bias. Here to delve deeper into this is Abby, a correspondent for Simply AI. Can you tell us more about this issue? Certainly, David. Google's new image-generating feature was added to its Gemini chatbot, previously known as Bard, about three weeks ago. It was built on an earlier Google research experiment called Imagine 2. However, the feature has been generating racially diverse sets of images in response to written prompts, even when it doesn't make sense. This has led to some users claiming the tool has an anti-white bias. What kind of images were being generated that led to this controversy? Some of the images that drew attention on social media included a black woman depicted as a U.S. founding father and black and Asian people shown as Nazi-era German soldiers. It's important to note that we haven't been able to independently verify what prompts were used to generate these images. So Google was aware of the potential issues with such tools. Yes, Google has known for some time that such tools can be tricky to handle. In a 2022 technical paper, the researchers who developed Imogen warned that generative AI tools can be used for harassment or spreading misinformation and raise many concerns regarding social and cultural exclusion and bias. 
These considerations informed Google's decision not to release a public demo of Imogen or its underlying code. What steps is Google taking to address these issues? Google has temporarily stopped its Gemini chatbot from generating any images with people in them. They've also acknowledged the problem and apologized for the feature not working well. Google's senior vice president, Prabhakar Raghavan, has stated that they will do extensive testing before turning on the chatbot's ability to show people again. What has been the reaction to Google's response? The reaction has been mixed. Some, like Elon Musk, have criticized Google for what they describe as its insane, racist, anti-civilizational programming. On the other hand, University of Washington researcher Surojit Ghosh, who has studied bias in AI image generators, expressed disappointment that Google can't promise that Gemini won't occasionally generate embarrassing, inaccurate, or offensive results. Thanks to our Simply AI reporter, Abby, for that insightful report. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply AI. We'll see you back here tomorrow.